We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. You ready? Yes, we have a, a rather, uh, what would you say, a rather um, morbid topic today or something, but go ahead. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I guess it could <clears throat> be a morbid topic for today, but whatever <clears throat> it is, glad you're here for it, Dan. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, for another conversation. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about hell today. Yep. <laughs> or eternal life in a more general topic, but here's, I'll read the question, and then we'll go from there. Um we had several people write in about this topic, but I'll use uh, this one particular uh, young man's uh, question here. Get, going, get all my thoughts together. Okay. He said, would you mind doing a video on the three views of hell, conditionalism, universalism, and eternal conscious torment? Uh, is there a biblical view, and should we draw lines over fellowship on whether you believe one or the other? Okay. So... I understand universalism would probably be that everybody's going to be saved and there's no real hell and you're not, nobody's going there. <clears throat> One view that I'm not sure if he calls conditionalism, but I would call it annihilationism is that people are just destroyed mm -hmm. and they, they're dead without consciousness forever and that they do not eternally burn. And then yeah. the third view is eternal fire and so forth. Yeah. Okay, so in the teaching of Jesus, there's more about hell than anywhere else. Yeah, fun and, fact, Jesus <clears throat> talks a lot about hell. Excuse me, he does. <laughs> so if you go to uh, Matthew 5, for example, yep. and we're talking about in verse uh, 22, um, being angry with your brother to the point that you're verbally abusing your mm -hmm. brother. Read 22 there for us. Yeah, verse 22, he says, But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. All right, the word is Gehenna. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the Hinnom Valley uh, was where, you know, there was a continual burning. The Moloch worship was there where they burned up their children in the fire. Yeah. It was a garbage dump where they burned stuff in the fire all the time. So it became the the metaphorical term for the place of eternal torment, mm. which betrays my view. But if you go down to verse 29, where mm -hmm. he's talking about if you have a lust problem. Yeah, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. So your whole body, and then if you read verse 30, for good measure. Yeah, if your right <laughs> hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better, you to better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go to hell. All right, so he talks about that there. And is it the same Gehenna? It's the same oh, word. Uh, yeah. Now, if you go over to uh, Matthew chapter... 22, parable okay. of the 
message, uh, the uh, marriage feast. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Drop down to verse 13. Okay. So then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right, so there's weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place. Now let's go over to Matthew chapter 25. Okay. And let's go to verse 41. Mm -hmm. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. All right, now back up to verse uh, 30, where um, he's talking there about the at the end of the parable of the talents. Yeah, the guy who didn't do anything with it, he says, Cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right, and then go to Matthew 25, verse 46. All right, he said, and these, the ones who are separated, will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. All right, now he says eternal punishment Mm -hmm. versus eternal life. Okay. So whatever you make of the duration of the life, I think it's fair here to make the duration of the punishment. Okay. All right, so if you go to Mark chapter 9. Mm-hmm. And you go down to verse 47, 48, and 49, and I understand there's some textual problems there, but it compares quite well with Matthew's version of this same thing. He's talking about if you've got a looking problem and a touching problem, what's going to happen to you? Yeah, in both those cases, he's saying, uh, we'll just read through it, if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It's better you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worm does not die and the fire does not quench, for everyone will be salted with fire. That Yeah, that's pretty graphic right there. Uh, sounds pretty terrible. All right, and then um, let's see here. Let's go to... Second Thessalonians. Okay. Chapter 1. <clears throat> well, if I can find it. <laughs> I got faith in you, Jed. Sing that little song for us. And we'll there we go. Second Thessalonians, where are we headed? Chapter 1. Uh-huh. Start in verse 6, and he's talking about um, people that have been suffering. They've been being persecuted, mm-hmm. and what's going to be given to them at the coming of the Lord. So he says, to you that are afflicted, what? Yeah, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflicted you and to grant relief to those who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire and inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. All right, and so you stir that in with a lot of those other things we've already studied. Now, when it says eternal destruction, does that mean destroyed for eternity? Yeah, well, you compare the teachings of Jesus with that. Okay. And that gives you, I think, the answer to that question. 
go to um, the book of, everybody doesn't want to, but let's go to the book of, of Hebrews first. Oh. I was going to say Revelation. We're going to get there. Okay. But let's go to Hebrews, and let's go to... Good corrections. Hebrews chapter 10. Okay. Verse 26. Let's read 26. All right. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. All right. Now let's go to Hebrews 12. Now, again, people are hearing that, and they're going... They're saying, well, those sound like you're going to be burned up, yeah, and you're going to be gone. It's going to consume you. Yeah, you know, I know. We, but do we take Jesus' teachings and these teachings and harmonize them, or do we make them contradict each other? Well, uh, Can they mean? Can yeah. this mean they'll be forever consumed in the fire? That's that's for you to decide. Okay. All right. Hebrews so, 12 what? Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Look at the last verse. Last verse. Uh, for our God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to um, Jude, or excuse me, Second Peter, okay. chapter two, <clears throat> and verse four. Okay. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. All right. So remember it said in Matthew twenty-five forty-one, hell that is prepared for the devil and his angels. Mm -hmm. And this seems to say that these are being kept for their punishment that's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more we forgot to do in the story of the rich man and Lazarus in Luke sixteen nineteen. Yeah. When he died, he woke up in torment. Torment, yeah. remember? Yeah. And he saw Abraham way over there, and he said, Father Abraham, send somebody over here because I am in anguish in this flame. Mm-hmm. Now, if, does, does that sound reasonable if he's just consumed? Because it wouldn't take but a minute or two, you'd be consumed and gone. But he's in anguish. Yeah. And he's in this in this flame. So then continuing that second Peter passage, just because again, this is where when people read all the way to the end of this one, you have Sodom and Gomorrah that are completely destroyed. And then he finishes there in verse six by saying, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Yeah. So again, it's, is it the example of God's vengeance is coming or is it the example of yeah, they're he says, destroyed? If God did not spare the angels, and if yeah. he did not spare Lot, and I mean, if he did not spare the world before the flood, and he did not spare yeah. Lot, I mean, the Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. then he won't spare you. Okay. That's the message of the past. So it's make sure and keep the whole thing there. Don't just jump to yep. that final piece. Let's go over to Revelation. Okay. Knew we'd get there eventually. Revelation, and we're going to go to... Uh, you're killing me. <laughs> Twenty one eight's the only one I know because of the little song that all the kids chant on the bus. It's a beautiful Let's song. See here. Let's go to 
Um, well, it's at the end of one of the letters where it says they're not yeah. going to be hurt by the second death. Uh, that's the end of the Smyrna message there, verse 11 of uh, chapter 2. All right, read it for us. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. All right, now let's go over to... And the second death being... Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. Let's go over to <coughs> chapter... Um, I'm not. I'm trying not to skip any here. But right. <laughs> let's go over to Revelation 14. This is a good example of sometimes people go. Now, do y'all prepare all of this ahead of time? And I'm like, no. Usually, it's true conversation. We kind of come up with we. Let's go over to Revelation 14. This is talking about right. people in the late first, early second, third century who were who were being compelled by the Romans to worship the emperor and the ones that capitulated and did worship the emperor versus the ones mm. that didn't, you know. So yeah. pick it up at Revelation 14, verse 9, and read down through verse 12. Okay. It says, And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its images and receives a mark on its forehead or his hand, he will also drink the wine of God's wrath poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day or night, these worshipers of the beast and its images, whoever receives the mark of its name. And here is the patience of the saints, because they don't want to have that punishment, so they mm. don't capitulate yeah. and do that. See, yeah. but they have no rest day and night, Mm -hmm. Forever and ever, that doesn't sound like... Doesn't sound like a one and done. It doesn't sound like one and done. Now go over to <clears throat> uh, chapter 19, mm -hmm. verse 20. Okay. This is where the beast and the false prophet are overcome in the great battle. Yeah, the beast and the false prophet are captured... Uh, with it, the false prophet who is in his presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. The two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. The rest were slain with the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse and the birds were gorged on their flesh. All right, now drop down to um, verse 4 of chapter 20 and, and read... Um, well, actually, verse 5, he's talking about the martyrs who didn't give in and they stayed faithful. Read verse, chapter 20, verse 5 and 6. Okay. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. All right. So they're not in that lake of fire burning. They're living and reigning with Christ. Now go down to verse 10, chapter 20. <clears throat> the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Which is the same phrase we had back in chapter 14. Mm -hmm. All right, and go down to chapter 20 and verse 
15. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. All right. Now go over to chapter 21 mm -hmm. and verse 7 and 8. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as, as for murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Mm -hmm. And then, let's see here. Um, let's go down to 22, 18, and 19. <clears throat> okay. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in the book. If anyone takes away from the words of this book of the of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. All right. So, <clears throat> if you take everything that's said in Revelation along with everything that is said in the teachings of Jesus, <clears throat> along with uh what Luke wrote in chapter 16 about the rich man and Lazarus, along with what Peter wrote, you know, mm -hmm. I think the Bible teaches that there's eternal punishment forever and ever in hell. That's not a happy message. Uh, it's really not. It's not. And I wish the Bible taught something different, but it doesn't. Yeah. So there may be lots to that you want to parcel out and debate on a particular passage, and we could look at that, but yeah, when you walk through it, it seems to be a pretty consistent message when you look kind of beginning to end there. Yeah. Which, like we said, is not a happy <clears throat> message, but it's the one being presented. There you go. So live for God. God, God does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Second Peter 3, 9. Yeah. Um, you know, First uh, Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4, This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would have all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But mm -hmm. that is your choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about the greatest commission all the time, the great commission all the time. <clears throat> That's to seek and save the lost, like to go out, share the gospel message, and bring people to repentance, yep. conversions to Christ. You know, That's it. We're in the soul business. Yeah. So in, it's in the eternity business. So it's not a read that and go, so at least someone will get their comeuppance later. It's No, it's live for the Lord now and, and accept his mercy and grace. And join God in his mission of not desiring those to perish. Uh -huh. <clears throat> so hopefully that answered the question as far as at least guided you through some of those. As to some of the other things, maybe we'll save that for another day. Sounds good. All right. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you'll join us again next time. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.